Hi, before we start the show, I'd like to tell you about two things. First, we have a second weekly show that drops a day after this one called OK, OK, So by Sean Barton. It's a weekly rant or discussion from Sean and Sean alone. And second, we do have a Patreon page. And on it, you get the following. At the $1 level, you get this weekly show without commercials and an extra 10 to 15 minutes after our tagline. At the $3 level, you get Sean's OK, OK, So commercial free and one day before the free version, plus the weekly podcast at the $1 level. At the $5 level, you get everything at the $1 and $3 levels, plus one sketch a month. And finally, at the $10 level, you get all the lower levels, plus one more sketch per month. So you can find our Patreon page at patreon.com slash from the bunker. Thank you in advance for your support. And now on with the show. Ready? I'm never ready. I refuse to be ready. I'm never ready. Have I ever been ready? And one thing I promise. What? They, these people uh-huh. out there, uh-huh. these fine folks, uh-huh. are going to get one solid hour of weather-free content. We're not going to talk about hurricanes. We're not going to talk about floods. We're not going to talk about asteroids getting knocked off their orbital path. That was kind of cool, though. I am anti-weather. <laughs> I think weather, uh, this is a Well, asteroids getting knocked off their path was not weather. Weather is a region. True, <laughs> but we're not talking about it anyway. Weather is a regional story. So if they want to cover it where it's happening, that's great. Now, an earthquake happens and it swallows 100,000 people. Okay, that's a story. But we have 50 hurricanes and tropical storms every year. I don't need a 24-hour blanket coverage. So you're not getting any here. Oh, no, Get we're not it gonna, someplace else. Yeah, we're, we're not going to talk about the hurricane that canceled the uh, January 6th hearing. Welcome to this week's edition of From the Bunker with Jody Hamilton and David Shockey. That's us. That is us. Hi. Hi. Oh, uh, too quick for you. How are you? Feeling quick today. David Shockett for That's the me. win whose uh, uh, flight got canceled, but not because of a hurricane. No. Um, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I hear them talking like Vladimir Putin. What? Jeez. So this guy's got a real mess on his hands. He's in quicksand. They're conscripting 300,000 people. Except for Edward Snowden. Except for, his, I, that's not even the issue at this point. It's like... The idea, the the metaphor of quicksand is the harder you fight, the worse it gets for yep. you. It's like, so, okay, they don't have enough soldiers. They're buying weapons They're from North, from North now, Korea yeah. right now. They're conscripting people that not only don't want to fight, right. even though the soldiers already don't want to fight. There's conscripting people that probably, probably aren't qualified for military service. Either they're very young, they're older guys. So if you're talking about 300,000 people, that's 300,000 individual stories that 100 people are going to hear about. Wait a minute. Boris? They drafted Boris. He's 61 years old. He has diabetes. He's got a bad leg, and he's a bookkeeper. Well, there were there were, apparently in Russia there was a lot of googling for how to break your arm at home. Yes, I saw that. As opposed to how to throw yourself out of a window, which they're already very, apparently yeah. very good at. But the problem is, so not only are you going to have 300,000 of these Boris stories, mm-hmm. now you have guys that don't know what they're doing. It takes a long time to train a military and learn to fight. So basically, this is just cannon fodder. Yeah. They're throwing at the Ukrainians who don't want to have to kill these people, but are going to have to. Because as Anthony Blinken said, if Russia stops fighting, the war is over. Right. If Ukraine stops fighting, Ukraine is over. Right. So, and they had the sham election today. <laughs> Not only are three hundred, they're going to send three hundred thousand Boris's that don't want to fight, that aren't qualified to fight, and aren't motivated. They're going to be sending three hundred thousand body bags back, which are going to have ten times. They're going to have a thousand people knowing about each one of those. And I think that you know, he's not beyond reproach. I think he has a problem with the the competence 
which with this with which this war is being waged is indexed and it's indexed against his personal power so the worse that this war is being waged the more incompetently the bigger a mess it is the less power i think he is able to exert over his military over the oligarchs at some point they're they're going to say no we're done with this yeah he's and in trouble his, his power is going down and he's talking about nuclear weapons it's like, okay, yeah, what a great idea. Let's start a nuclear war with a country we share a massive land border with. I mean, that's like getting into a beef with your neighbor mm-hmm. and setting his house on fire when you live in a duplex. Mm-hmm. I mean, it couldn't be a worse idea, and he's not going to do it. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't think he would do it either. Because, now we, because the chain of command is now substantially weaker than it was a year ago. Is it possible he could have gotten somebody to launch a tactical nuke for him a year ago? But people are saying, oh, you're now that desperate? You've done this of a job managing this war that you don't know anything about? You're, you're, you're an intelligence officer. You, you have no military training. You didn't go to the Army College of War or the, whatever their equivalent of West Point is. You don't know what you're talking about. And he's... Uh, I think this is might be the beginning of the end for him. Well, I mean, a bunch of people were trying to leave the country this past weekend. Oh, the border with Finland is like you know, it's like a twelve-hour wait. Yeah. Like, oh, and now and now it's ten. It's ten years. A, he, an executive order. You're, you're ten years in prison for evading or leaving military service. And now they have a, I think what's called backbunkers in war. They used to do this like a. I think they were doing this like with the Taliban. Now with the Taliban. Um, some Middle East, extremist Middle Eastern good where if you don't fight, they have, oh, in Iraq, with the Iraq war, they had, they had people behind you shooting you if you leave the lines. They're, they're, I think it's, back, it's called back bunker and something like that, where they have soldiers behind the lines shooting people if they leave or don't fight or desert. This is in Russia. This isn't in like some, you know, third world backwater whatever. Well, that's what people were afraid of today when they voted in air quotes. Um, to, what was it? Three provinces in Ukraine, I think, had voting today, and ninety-seven percent, of course, are saying yes. Let's join Russia. But obviously, I don't care Some how of these popular. Some military people showing up at your houses with guns. Yeah, they're showing up the to your, with the ballot, and then you have to fill that out, and they know how you filled it out because they're looking at it. So these people are the three percent that have voted no. Brave people. Of course, we can't find any for an interview anymore. Right. Yeah. They're, they, uh, you know, they fell into some glaze. Like, this is so bad. There are so many people now involved by this, this call-up. This call-up is a mistake. Yeah. I well, mean... All drafts are bad, but I, you know... And it's now... He can't contain the propaganda anymore yeah. is the problem. No, because when you start drafting people... It's neighbors. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's it from is. St. Petersburg to, to Siberia. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's... Yeah. You're absolutely right. But, you know, he did give Ed Snowden citizenship. He did give Ed Snowden citizenship today. Do you need that? I might. Do you want me to um, yes. stop this? Okay. I think it's doing it right. Yeah, we're back. David had to deal with something. Yes. And he's not happy about no. it. It has nothing to do with the weather. Or Russia. Or Russia. But, I mean, okay, so, so <laughs> Putin granted our favorite spy... And uh, chicken crap, uh, Ed, Eddie Snowden, uh, Russian citizenship, and at the same time said, "No, you won't be conscripted." No, I mean it's like you know it's every little thing he can do to poke his finger in, in somebody's eye right now. But at this point, it's getting weaker. It's it's becoming more transparent, and he's looking sillier. You know, well, I mean, but but Ed Snowden, who I was yelling and screaming about what eight years ago, nine years ago. Um, that he is no Daniel Ellsberg because he stayed and faced the consequences. Sure. He's no Chelsea Manning. He is no re- reality winner. He. I put him above uh, um, 
WikiLeaks. Assange? Assange. Barely. Um, uh, I was ranting about him years ago. Nick and I used to get into arguments about Ed Snowden. And then I saw that that movie, what was it? Number four, not number four. It was um, something, was it called number four? The, The documentary on Snowden. Yeah, and it just made me hate him more. I was like, man, incel, much, A and No, you had a cute girlfriend. They're married and they have kids. Um, but I just was like, the air, the, just the smugness about him. And just, I was like, I don't like him he more. He was probably in the right to begin with. And then he wasn't. Yeah. Because Daniel Ellsberg, who defended Ed Snowden, by the way, stayed. I just think the climate might have been easier for Ellsberg. Not that Ellsberg isn't heroic for what he did, but I, it's hard to compare them. You know, you're living in different climates. I, I don't know. But um, I'm and more ambivalent than I am uh, with Snowden than I am about Assange. Well, Assange is, is awful. It's like you talk about him leaking. Okay, you leak, but you should have leaked equally, bro. And you shouldn't have selectively leaked her stuff at every single moment when something was going bad for the Trump campaign. So, And you also had all the Russian, the Republican information, too, and you didn't leak any of that. So, you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're both just awful people. Anyway, so, yeah. So, I'm going to borrow your pen back. They're not the same awful. They are not. But they're both awful. Um. Now, there was a leak over the weekend, and I'm not believing it because the DOJ doesn't leak, that apparently the DOJ is going to drop charges of sex trafficking against Rapey McForehead. Okay. Now, they don't leak anything. The DOJ is really tight right now. They just don't. So I don't think the DOJ would have said, we're not going to continue the investigation. I mean, how about this? You hang out with people that are so despicable and scummy. That they can't be used against you in a criminal trial. That's like that comic also, book level evil genius, and by that, the way. Uh, and by the way, they use criminals all, all the, the time. time. So it sounds like it's his camp that kind of is trying to say, Maybe just this drop Joe it. Greenberg is real. It's real. A real piece of work. It is. And you know what? People use awful people. I mean, he's gross. He's gross. <laughs> I mean, uh, in, the, in the Stewart, I only got one good eye Rhodes trial today. The seditious conspiracists that pled guilty are going to testify against him. Mm-hmm. These are not good people. They will be testifying against him in his trial. So, therefore, uh, prosecutors use criminals to testify against criminals so all you, the you, time. So, you don't think Gates is out of the woods? I don't think so. Okay. I, I'm not I'd buying ni- what nice they're selling. It would be nice if he's not, but we'll see. I'm not buying what's being trying to be sold. Well, we don't know who the merchant is selling it, so it's hard for us to... Exactly, because it was just a source. You know, and a source. DOJ is just, it doesn't leak. It just does not. True. This, Especially this one is very, very, very tight-lipped about everything because we didn't know about the 40 subpoenas until they dropped, basically. I mean, there's, they're doing stuff that we don't know about. Grand jury is tight-lipped. Unless the witnesses talk, the grand jury is tight-lipped. The prosecutors are tight-lipped. Nobody's talking because that's their policy. It's not. Sure. In fact, we would never have known about the Mar-a-Lago. Where, 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 where did the leaks supposedly come from? Or is it just, uh, just a source. You're saying from the Department of Justice. Okay. It's just a source. The Department of Justice isn't like the 1-6 committee. No. It's, I mean, no. It's, it's and a, even the 1-6 is very good. It's a sprawling place. The 1-6 committee is much tighter. But so the I can DOJ see why is, didn't look. But DOJ the DOJ is huge. It is huge, but it's been very, very tight-lipped. It's not like the Mueller investigation where it's 12 people and that's it. And they know. But still, the DOJ, with regard to Jan 6 and anything has been super... I mean, we would not have known about the Mar-a-Lago search warrant unless Donald Trump told us, because we would never have known about that. Yep. So, trust me, they are very tight-lipped. They know what they're doing, and they don't want... They don't want their their case blown before it happens. This might be wishful thinking, but we'll see. You know, I just... It's just... It's odd. I'm I'm excited about... I mean, September, the end of September's coming up. What is going on with the... uh, 
the documentary, the, the Jim Jordan Ohio State Wrestling documentary. That's coming be, out soon. It's, it's September. We're running out. We're running out of September. I think that Clooney's saying, "Oh, let's do it in October when people start voting." No, people are voting now. Let's let's do it now. Well, I mean, I get my ballot soon. I mean, we, I think we have what, a let, month let, of voting. Let's put them on the uh, excuse apology tour right now. Because these are going to be people that have been drastically harmed yes. or have PTSD. Big macho wrestlers that are now ashamed because they don't want to lose their scholarship. They don't want to say anything. They don't want to step out of line. It's easy to really get the power is an interesting thing, whether it's mm-hmm. Sandusky at, you know, Penn State. You know, all these big macho football players, whether they're scared to confront them or whatever, it's because... You know, you you see your life, you know, you step out of line and your life flashes before your eyes. Your career is over before it starts. Oh, yeah. So it's easier just to shut up for a lot of people. Uh, Last week of September, so probably Friday or probably Friday. Got it. Um, Because, again, the closer to the election, the better. Seriously, for people in Ohio, it's it's important for them to kind of go, what, what, wait, who, what, wait, you know, because he needs to be voted out. He's a horrid, horrid person. True. uh, For so many reasons. Um. Speaking of horrible people, Attorney General Paxton of Texas. Brave Sir uh, Paxton ran away. I just read that the judge now is saying that he doesn't have to show up in court. But he got in his car and him and his wife ran away from a guy trying to serve him a subpoena. Mm-hmm. This is the chief law enforcement officer of the state of mm-hmm. Texas. Mm-hmm. That's good luck. Uh-huh. And he's already like being indicted on federal For charges. For seven years. Yeah. Uh, he's been indicted over the past seven years. Hold on, please. Hold please. Here he goes. Under indictment for securities fraud. For the la- he is the attorney general. That. Other stuff, too. Um, and a whistleblower from top deputies who accused him of abusive office. He's denied wrongdoing. Basically, the uh, process server said he walked up the driveway approaching Paxton and called him by his name. As soon as he saw me, he heard me call his name out. He turned around and ran. Brave Sir, Gen- Brave Sir Paxton ran away. Um, back inside the house to the same door and then sent his wife out to get in, said Chevrolet. And then he, the world's his, creepiest Bonnie and Clyde. Exactly, and he basically said, "Well, I was worried about you know my safety." So you sent your wife out. <laughs> basically, you're worried about your safety by some, a duly appointed officer of the court, someone who's serving subpoenas, serving under the the aegis of the court. So that's it. We're talking about a court officer. And he's like, "Oh, somebody Not creeping a around my hunter, dude. yeah, and and somebody creeping around my house." So you send your wife out. No, there were there. I mean, this is like Ted Cruz in Cancun. It's just it's just gross. Just, it's just, I mean... Like, what is wrong with the people of Texas? I thought this was like a macho kind of state where, you know, they want people that tell, you know, plain-spoken people that tell it like it is. And they have nothing but these worms, these wormy, sleazy, fuck, skeezy people. They and, are. And, um, you know, it's okay. You know, you can be conservative if you want, but don't be lily-livered. They are. And, I mean, and then... Lily-livered. Greg- I've never said lily-livered in my whole life. I've heard it, though, on, on sem- sem- several cartoons These in my life. These people are lily-livered. They are lily-livered. Um, well, and Greg Abbott allowing uh, Ron DeSantis to kidnap people who were legally in the country and... Use the term inveiglement. Don't you have? Yeah, no. These are people seeking asylum legally. Don't you have to be processed in your point at your point of entry? So they'd have to come back to Texas anyway. Well, what they? happened is when they were they were um, enticed to leave the state for work and and help, but when they got to Martha's Vineyard, which does not have the the infrastructure for people showing up that are legally allowed to be in the country, but they need to be showing up to ICE 
detention to, to places. So what happened was the governor of Massachusetts, who is a Republican, arranged for the National Guard to take them to Cape Cod, I believe, where there is an ICE facility where oh, they, 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 they deported, deported them, them immediately. No. It's like, no, none of them have family or friends or job opportunities in Martha's Vineyards. They came here to work or to meet family or friends. And or... nobody notified Martha's Vineyard that they were going to come. So, well, they notified Fox News. Right, because that's important. Um, but so, so the governor of... Because your stunt has to be covered. Exactly. So the governor of Massachusetts arranged for them to go to a place where they have facilities and they can meet with ICE agents to go, okay, now I'm here. What do I do? So they're not... Uh, they're now... Who were you hoping to meet when you got here? And they, they were brochures that were printed that were lies. Basically, it's like saying to a child, I have a puppy in the van. Come with me. Do you like I use candy, but yeah, that's a good one too. The, either one, you know. I mean, a lot no, of no, no. It's can you help me look for my dog? Yeah. Or oh, I broke my arm, Ted Bundy. You know, I mean, it's that whole. It's called inveiglement, according to Glenn Kirshner. Oh, Kirchner. is that it's where they got word. that from? Silence of the Lambs. When he's trying to move the couch, he had the bum on and he busted arm. Well, Ted Bundy did that all the time. Okay, got it. Yeah, he had a fake cast on. Interesting. Um, and would would oh, and he was good looking enough. Speaking of which, have you seen the Dahmer miniseries? We just yet? started watching it. And uh, as creepy as you would think. I hear it's really well done, but just incredibly disturbing. It's very disturbing. The actor playing... But not cheesy or stupid. No. But they they get it right. Yeah. So that's your jam. That's your jam. Um, It's disturbing. It's hard. I mean, I asked... Because we watched two episodes and I asked him today, I said, do you want to watch the rest of Dahmer? Because it's available. It's Netflix. And he goes, I don't know. I know a lot of people that are like, I've seen posts. It's like, I'm not sure how much more I want to go into this. It's dark. But we all know the outcome. Um, We know what he did. It's just really dark. It's really well done. Um, and the fact that he could have gotten caught so many times, the fact that they were ignored. Like, the one it's like, kid that caught him that finally got away, man. The, the, you, can, you can Wikipedia the police officers who gave them back to Dahmer. Like the, that's how much notoriety that particular incident got or infamy. Well, I mean, the, the woman that lived next door to him kept complaining to him about the smell coming from the apartment because there were, the barrel was... I, I always thought he lived in a house. I, I don't never know, realized... I don't want to know anymore. I never realized he lived in an apartment. I always thought it was a house. Um... At the end of the first or second episode, I think it was the second one, they play her real 911 call before. And the fact that the victims were, you know, people of color and gay. It's and like gay. They, they got no traction. They were, they, were, yeah. they were like, we don't care. Basically, we don't, we care. don't care. We don't care. And then the one kid. Anyway, it's just it, when she calls about this one child, um, which was before he got busted, she literally goes, did you check whether or not he was an adult because he looks like a kid and they're like well he said he was his boyfriend and said he, said he lost his id and the kids passed out and bleeding and naked it's like and like they just they palmed it off as a domestic dispute yeah which again problematic if it's a domestic dispute we should be separating no it's people. a gay dispute they don't care i know especially then now, people were saying it's exploiting you know it's exploitative the victim it's like no it's actually shining a light on the homophobia Especially and then, yeah. Well, it still exists, but it was way worse and then. And xenophobia uh-huh. and racism mm-hmm. that really allowed that thing to fester and turn into the historical disaster that it was. Well, I mean, in listening to her phone, and Niecy Nash is playing the neighbor. What has she been in? What is she? What is Niecy her? Nash, uh, Reno 911. Okay. Oh, she, she's, a comic, she's a comic actress. Uh-huh. And, she plays in, and she's also on a new TV show that's a spinoff of The Rookie, so she's fantastic. Right. Okay. Um, and... I mean, it's Nisi has this woman's voice down too, because I'm like, are you sure this is not Nisi Nash? I mean, it's like at the end of uh, what's the movie they made about the room where they show the the tapes of uh, James Franco doing, it, and then they show the tapes. Right. Of, uh, oh yeah, that was amazing. The disaster artist. Yes. 
If you haven't seen The Disaster Artist and you want a good comedy, it's the best comedy in the last five it's years. Fantastic. Fantastic. It really was fantastic. Um, but so, so let's get back to this. Um, I read a, a disturbing um, article in Vox about the upcoming, it starts next week, uh, Supreme Court docket. Um, now, we know that Roe, Rovember is coming. And women are pissed. People who can get pregnant are pissed. People who can get other people pregnant are pissed because that loses a lot. I mean, there's 13 states right now that have abolished. And other, oh, wait, who is it? Hold, please. I just posted this. I just found this out. Kyle, wait, no, not Kyle Young. Excuse me. Doug Mastriano, who is uh, the, the Republican candidate for governor in Pennsylvania. in Pennsylvania, now says women should be charged with murder if they have an abortion. Some, but yes. Any is even ridiculous. But yeah, that's on the record. It's on the record. So anyway... Um, Mitch McConnell was just banging his head against the wall somewhere. With Kristen Cinema, She was with him the other day. I know. We know who she is. We know what she is right now. It's like her, her plan, spend six years doing the bidding of corporate America and billionaires, take the slings and arrows because she's probably a sociopath and doesn't care. Obviously. And then she's going to be sitting on bo- corporate boards and getting huge payouts and getting cushy gigs for the rest of her life. She has no ideology because she used to be super progressive and far left. Well, that's, yeah, and, you know, obviously tax corporations. So basically, whatever decision she's made, she doesn't care about getting reelected. Ruben Gallego is going to primary her and win. It doesn't matter. She's made a deal with the devil. I could do enough damage in six years, or I can provide enough value in six years in an evenly divided Senate. I can provide a billion dollars or more of value to corporate America in my six years, maybe 10 billion. And that's what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to be handsomely rewarded for this for the rest of my life. And she's she is not going wrong. to be super rich. She's not wrong. Um, so anyway, so the Supreme court, this Supreme court is going to hear a case called Morvi Harper, which basically would give could give state legislatures nearly limitless power to skew elections in the future. Just like Georgia wants to do, just like Arizona wants to do. Who are the litigants? Who's more? More, uh, I don't know. Is there any relation to Mississippi v. Favre? I, I don't know. I don't know where more is from. But basically, if both, okay, and the other one is uh, Merrill v. Milligan, uh, which would allow for racial gerrymandering. You made up that name. No. Uh, was, that, did, was that one from uh, Georgia? Um, what was the one where they looked at the maps and they said, yeah, they, or North Carolina, maybe? It might be North Carolina. North Carolina the terror and the judge, and then they, they kicked it up, and they're like, yeah, no, we're good. Yeah. He's, uh, basically, what Vox wrote says is both cases go badly. Um, we'll still have elections, uh, but the power to decide how they're concluded, which ballots are counted, where district lines are drawn, and potentially even who is certified as the winner of an election could rest with increasingly partisan officials, including the justices themselves, because basically if they go with the more uh, decision, I'm not sure, the more v. Harper decision, if they go basically saying, yeah, Georgia, if your state legislature says Fulton County votes don't count, that's fine. Now, remember in Bush v. Gore, they trampled upon states' rights by saying that the, the literal part of their decision was if George W. Bush doesn't win this, it will give him irreparable harm just by not being elected? Really? And it was a 5-4 decision, and Justice uh, O'Connor finally went, I shouldn't have done that. No shite. Um, But they trampled upon the 10th Amendment 
at that point because it's a state election. And but this is going farther than that. This is saying that the votes don't count, just the legislature counts. And if the legislature that's in power at the moment is voted out, they're going to be like, well, we don't want to be voted out, which keeps them in power. Whether it's a local election or a federal election, those that's the law in the books I mean, in you'd Georgia. I think this would be a litmus test to just how far skewed and just how activist this court is. But I mean, I think the litmus test was already taken and failed with Dobbs. Yeah, Dobbs was just. And then there's another one with the EPA. Um, and there's another Medicaid one. And I mean, it's just this court. Expand the court. Yeah, we have to expand the court. Um, please, everybody that can vote, vote and and. Take 10 people with you. Take 10 people with you and make sure that they understand that when when Republicans say they value freedom, the only freedom they want is for people to have guns because everything else they want to regulate. Everything else. They want to regulate your vote. They want to make sure that who you vote for is who they want you to vote for, not who you actually vote for. They want to make sure whether or not you are forced to give birth or your girlfriend or your wife or your daughter or whatever. Let's just say selective because they don't want to... uh Certainly control the emissions from chemical and you know industrial companies. Well, no, I mean they, certainly not. Um, and that's there the was a lawsuit. The amount of lead or mercury, mercury you can dump into a, a river. Yeah, you, no, you're absolutely right on that. Um, but they they want to they want to regulate human beings except for your Second Amendment rights. No, they want to regulate women. That's it. No, humans. They because wanna... trust me, they want Griswold out. They want um, Obergefell out. They want eventually loving. Sorry, Clarence Thomas's wife. Um, He'll be like, honey, they voted against it. We have to get divorced. Um, they don't want you to be free to marry who you want to marry. They want you, don't want you to be free to when you want to have children or not. And that includes birth control. That's coming, kids. Um, and they obviously don't want, to, they don't want women to control whether or not something is living off of their bodies. Because dead people have more rights than living women right now in certain states. Because in, many, in the country, if you're dead... Your organs cannot be harvested for somebody else, even if they're in pristine condition, unless you said so, or your parents, if you're underage, say okay. so. Literally, if I now I'm an organ donor, not that they're any good, but were they to be okay, and somebody needed one of my organs when I'm dead, take them, go for it. But I had to sign off on that. If I don't, oh, s- I've, I've I've always felt like organ donation should be an opt out, not an opt in. I agree. If you don't want to be an organ donor, you have to opt out. I'm I'm with you on that, but at the moment. It's an opt-in only, whereas women don't have the right in many states right now to opt-in to become pregnant or not. They can't even opt out. Nope, if they're raped. Well, it, just sex alone. I yes. don't care. You know, it's, it's irrelevant. Say they've used birth control and it fails. They obviously didn't want to get pregnant. And pregnancy happens and this person doesn't want to continue the pregnancy. In many states, that person cannot get rid of the pregnancy cannot sure. stop that, even even if that person knew within four weeks. There are some places where it's from conception on, let alone six weeks, Texas. I mean, it's conception on in some places. Yep. And, um, and even in Idaho, no, Tennessee, <laughs> their law, even if the, the, the pregnant person's life is in risk, no abortion. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that, that, that's there, the there's law. Be some more, more of that. And that, that represents the sentiment of about 10 to 12% of the entire population. That's how on the wrong side of this era. Maybe they think the base is that powerful. Maybe they think they, they need these bona fides, bona fides mm-hmm. to uh, win primary elections. But, um, you know, this could be, this could create a, I mean, it almost feels like wishful thinking. But if we're talking about women out 
registering to vote by right a factor now. of 10 to 1. We are right now. This could be a, a, a wave election in the wrong direction for these guys. I well, mean, and like, that's the I thing. I mean, it's not going to affect the polling because the polling is just how people, what, what, how people are thinking. Turnout isn't shown in polling. Now, if you have an election about do you plan on voting, that's a whole different issue. But all of a sudden, the polls could look even, but all of a sudden, the other side is turning out you know, 40% higher than they usually do. Well, and people are forgetting that a lot of Republican men and women don't want to have that right taken away either. No, especially if it's whether it's their wife, their girlfriend, or their mistress. Daughter. Whatever. You know, it's like... Even if they do have the money to fly to another state, they don't want... They want to be able to drive down the street. Well, and... They want to be able to go to their OBGYN's office or order some sort of, uh, you know, medication over the mail. Through the mail or whatever it is. And when you have people like Lindsey Graham saying we want to do a national ban on abortion, then it's the whole country. Then it's then you got to be really rich to get somebody out. And McConnell's out. like, dude, shut the up. Well, he wants to do right that. Right before the election. What are you doing? Stop talking. Well, there, you know, that's just a promise. Much like what Thomas's uh, concurrence in the Dobbs decision was. He's like, oh, no, and Obergefell and uh, Griswold. Is he going to get into loving? I don't think he wants to say that out loud. But yeah, they were all decided the same way. Okay. They were decided before. Based on individual right? Based yeah. on what? Uh, amendment, 14th Amendment. 14th Amendment. Uh, right to privacy and other things. Sure. My view is it's uh, First Amendment, right? All of those. My religion. Free expression. Yeah. Freedom of religion, freedom of I expression. I wonder how that case is being made. Uh, I think uh, the rabbi, some rabbis or Jews in, in Florida are saying, hey, this is part of our religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have bodily autonomy. You are violating my religious freedom. I was like, there's going to be a run on people. Well, that's a First Amendment right. People, you know, there are going to be Jews coming out of the woodwork pretty soon. And we, uh, don't, and we don't take anybody. I know. Um, but you have I'm, to like study and shit. I know. Yeah, there's stuff you got to do. Yeah. There's a there's a whole language you, you got to learn. Don't, you don't get dunked into a, a, a pond and, and you know, oh, yes, have a wafer and some wine and you're good to go. No, no, no. There's, we there's, push you through the ringers. Yeah, there's there's books you got to read. Totally. And you got to do Not stuff down. in public. There's a whole... There's stuff yeah. involved. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, even if you have no religion, I shouldn't have to abide by anybody else's. And what what... Dobbs and others are it's not on science by any stretch of the imagination nor did Jesus talk about it by the way God is all about some abortion so first amendment I mean first amendment first uh, old testament stuff God has no problem with abortion not that I know of. and Jesus never talked about it he's anti-death penalty was there abortion back then was that a thing that people knew about yes abortion's okay. been around forever in fact in this country it was only started to become illegal in the 18. 18- 50s or 60s and that was because midwives were performing abortions and doctors were upset about that so it became more of a medical like you can't do it unless a doctor does it and then it started to become just mainly illegal up until you know row but it didn't it wasn't completely illegal in this country i think until the 1920s or mid-20s Okay, that's interesting. That's inter- that's good. To know. As far as the whole country, yeah, there were there were state by state laws, and it was mainly about midwives performing abortion services, which was most likely herbs and and other things, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it was it was legal up until yeah, like the eighteen fifties in this country, it was not illegal. It's a medical procedure. You know, you would think. Um, and and very safe, safer than pregnancy in a lot of ways. Oh, yes. Pregnancy especially, can be very dangerous. With, with the diminishing um, 
infant mortality rate in this country. It's getting worse. Hi, Mississippi. Not, I, don't, I don't even think we're in the top 10. No, Mi- we're, we're off. Mississippi's not like in the top 50 in the world. We get, like Eritrea is like ahead of them or something. No, there are, there are third world countries that have better maternal outcomes and, and infant outcomes than we do. Um, and uh, pregnancy is dangerous for pregnant people because they can get beaten or killed by the person who got them pregnant. That's another problem. Pregnancy is deadly for a lot of people because the person that got them pregnant is an abusive person. And that pregnancy can make them more abusive. So it's just, yeah. you know, that's another problem with being pregnant and you can't not be pregnant anymore. It's just forced birth is what it's about, kids. It's not about pro-life because if they were pro-life, they would be pro-birth control, which they also are not. No, they're just pro-birth. And it's not, and like, forget like, you know. Pro-forced birth. Yeah, prenatal care. Yeah, they don't want that. um, WIC funding, Mm -hmm. pre-K, paid leave, Mm -hmm. you know, credits for a daycare. Because it's not that they just want you pregnant. They want it to be as difficult and burdensome as possible. The whole gig is to keep women out of the way. That's it. I agree. 100%. Um, Okay. So, so yeah, the harder it is for you, the better. Oh, yeah. So, Roger Stone is going to be going through some things. Um, So tomorrow's hearing, by the way, it has been postponed because of Hurricane Ian, which is going to hit the Florida, uh, the west coast of Florida tonight. Isn't it going to hit tonight, I think? Yes. And it's going through at least Friday. Um, And from what the head of FEMA, I listened to her talk this morning, she said, unfortunately, once it hits land, it's going to slow down to only five miles an hour, which means a lot of rain. For a long period of time, because it's not going to move terribly fast, which is unfortunate. Um, so anybody that's in Florida that's listening, I hope that you stay safe, get to high ground, and and that that you are safe, your pets, children, everybody in your family, and hopefully anything that you deem important in your life is with you and also safe. So we are thinking about you, and that's as much weather as we're going to talk about. Um, because David's having issues. He's supposed to go to Florida tomorrow. Um, or so whenever. Well, by Friday, you got to be there. Um, So the final, and I use that word in quotes as well, hearing for the uh, 1-6 committee was supposed to be Wednesday. Because of the hurricane, they've decided no, because every major network is going to cover this hurricane. So let's give the hurricane its due. And I say, since they're going to postpone it, let's do it primetime. Let's just do every hearing from now on primetime, kids, because that's smart. Um, now, the, there is a, uh, there's a documentary film company that followed Roger Stone for two years. I didn't know that. He probably got very, very sloppy and comfortable around them. Uh, the Danish crew was led by uh, director Chris- Christopher Gulbranson. Okay. I don't know. Gulbranson. Um, it's called A Storm Foretold. It's supposed to be released later this year. It captured Stone predicting months before the election that Donald would use armed guards and loyal judges to stay in power. They also reveal comments from other officials, including uh, Steve Bannon, and that Trump would just go on to do whatever he wanted to. Um, at one point, do I have the, clip, the quote? Sorry, I'm scrolling. Basically, at one point, Roger Stone said, screw the... Um, Election, let's just let the violence start. I'm paraphrasing. But he said something along those lines. Basically, he said, 
look, no, we're not going to have a fair election because and if California goes to Biden, we're going to say we're not going to seat those electors and we're going to have armed guards going and getting stuff. I mean, they literally this is months to years before the 2020 election that Roger Stone was talking about this. And apparently, according to news reports, this is part of the footage that we will see at the next hearing, along with the 800,000 pages of text messages and emails and Teams messages and other things that they have received from the Secret Service. And 24 agent cell phones were confiscated last July. They should have been confiscated in January of 21, but uh, the uh, head of Homeland, this uh, Security Inspector General Kufari has um, 24 Secret Service agent cell phones. And so hopefully we're going to, you know, hopefully the DOJ is going to look at that stuff because according to Liz Cheney, they have a lot of information that they didn't think they had, but they have them in other ways. Sure. Um, but these 24 cell phones were confiscated in July. And this inspector general, by the way, was appointed by Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And he used to be, uh, he used to work for Jan Brewer and uh, uh, Governor Ducey. He worked, he was a strategist for them. So not very trustworthy. <laughs> um, but he's had these phones since July. So I'm thinking that the, the FBI now finally has them to look at. And there are ways, okay, you, say you delete a text message on your phone. Means nothing. It, unless you really know how to super delete something. You don't, unless you're on an app that's, that's an encrypted app, like a WhatsApp or something like that. Well, I mean, even on, on a Mac, there's a way to, when you delete message, say you empty your trash, there's a way to secure empty it but because it basically overwrites what you just deleted. You have to go to the server. Yeah. And this, well, it's not just the server because the other person could have also deleted. Well, that's the whole thing with Hillary's emails. There's 33, she has 33,000 emails, but guess what? There are 33,000 recipients or senders of those emails. She can't just say, oh, these never existed because right. if it comes back. Right. Well, I mean, and, and I mean, you know, and Secret Service people might know how to properly delete. A, they're they're a, supposedly very good at that. That's one of their specialties is securing tech information. Right. So, well, you know, I mean, these 24 phones were taken. So we still don't know what was on those phones, whose phones were taken. Um, so it's uh, it's good. And then like uh, Liz Cheney did say they've got these 800,000 pages of emails, Teams meetings, various other things that they do have access to and have had access to all summer. So that's also probably going to be presented, if not the next hearing, the hearing after. And then there was this. Uh, what is his name? Denver. Riggleman? Yeah. He was on 60 Minutes on Sunday. And he claims... Saw the Yeah, he, he, he claims that there was... Somebody from the White House called, called one of the rioters. rioters, whose name is Anton Lunyuk. Oh, we do know that it's been identified. Yes, he's 26 years old. He pleaded guilty to one related charge this year. He claims he doesn't remember the call. My view is, dude, you got some leverage. I mean, you pled guilty, but you got some leverage here. Like, time served, let's go. Also, nobody would believe that. Of course not. So if they want to charge you, good luck convincing a jury. Yeah, I don't remember who from the White House called me a 26-year-old kid. From Brooklyn. From Brooklyn. Um, while I'm criming. Yeah, he, he had just left the White... He had just left the Capitol. 
It was at 4.34 p.m. It, la- it lasted nine seconds, which isn't just a hang-up call. Nine seconds is I need you to do this, or I need you to tell this to this person. Yeah, I mean, it's nine seconds is a long One, time. One, two, Exactly. Three, Why? Four, Point. Five, six, it is seven, a long eight, time. There's a law, and I was speaking slowly. A lot of information can be imparted in nine seconds. Yes. Uh, or direct, th- it's probably direction. Who called who? Oh, the White House called him. So he's been giving he's been given directions. It was right after uh, Donald came out and said, "We love you. Go home." It was right after that. Mm-hmm. The phone rang. He picked it You're up. Very special. You're very, yeah, he picked it up. It was nine seconds long, which which is a phone call. That's not a quick hang up. That's not. A, oh, I, I called the wrong number. No, it's just not. Trust me. Um, and what are the odds that they would have called one of the three thousand out of three hundred million people cell phones in this country? Right. One in a, one in a, one in ten thousand. The, more, more, yeah. I mean, so, and um, the the January sixth committee has this information. They're saying it's not a big deal because I think they're still looking into it. They, the beauty of the committee has been that they don't oversell. Mm-hmm. If anything, they undersell what they know and what they have, and which is, I think, very smart. And that also helps that they have a television producer producing the TV version of the shows. And I'm looking for the fall premiere. I'm looking forward to the fall premiere. More than you are the uh, Jim Jordan, Ohio State. They're about neck and neck yeah. for me. Um, Remember but yeah. you had to TiVo one and watch the other in the olden days? Yeah. Well, I don't TiVo at all. I used to tape, videotape, like you, you, you VHS. Could, like, you couldn't TiVo two shows at once. And then it was two, you could TiVo two shows at once. And that was a big deal. Hmm. I've had VHS and then I just use on yeah, demand I now. Yeah, was life changing. I remember the first time I got TV, I was like, "Holy shit, this is <laughs> getting incredible!" Aww. Like people took that for granted. Yeah, they did. Like people took wireless internet for granted. Yeah, like that's one of the most magical things ever. And yes, it is quite magical. I agree. Um, all right, we're going to end this part of the show. Is it working? Oh, there it is. So, um. So, yeah, okay, so everybody vote. Register to vote if you aren't registered. Make sure your registration is still up to date uh, because voting is starting next month. Um, so make sure you're registered. If you need to bring ID to a polling place, make sure you have the correct ID. Get it done as soon as possible if you haven't done it yet. Is more important. This is, I know we said 2020 was the most important. This is even more important because of Roe and, and gun legislation and all sorts of things that we need to fix in this country. Um, and we will talk about some other things after this for our Patreon people, perhaps about the Italian election, because you know, Fox News and company just love themselves. Thank you for listening to From the Bunker. I didn't think I had to bleep you at all. That's weird. I got good at self-censoring. Yeah, you're very good. If you need help, get it. Uh, there is no shame in it. And we are not having a show next week, so we will talk at you on the 11th. We'll miss you. We will. Bye. Love.